Well, as many of you know, a couple weeks ago, I got to go to Highlands, North Carolina on vacation with my family, and the weather there was amazing. It was about 66 degrees each day, low humidity, fall was in the air, nothing like it is here right now. And so it was a great opportunity to do one of the things that I love, and that is to go hiking. And so one day, Emily was with our son, Patrick, and um, he was taking a nap. She was doing some other stuff. And so I said, hey, I want to go on this hike. So I set off on my own to go hike up what's called Satula Mountain there, um, right near town. And so the hike is, uh, I realized when I got there, pretty much straight uphill. So about two minutes into it, I realized that my quarantine body isn't like my pre-quarantine body. And so I was very winded quickly, but I kept trudging along. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I got to get active again. And so I kept hiking and hiking and hiking. And then finally, I got to the top and I came across this view. I think we have a photo here for you on the screen. And it was awesome. It was beautiful. I mean, it was an amazing time in nature. And then after spending a few minutes up there, I said, okay, you know what? I need to get back home, help out with the family, uh, take care of some things. And so I began hiking down. Now, I had found this hike on an app I have called All Trails, which tells about uh, different trails in the area. And I'd seen on the app that at different times, the trail would split and come back together. And so when I began hiking down, I went down a path that was different than the one I came up. And so I began hiking down. And uh, about 10 minutes into things, I began thinking, you know what, I- I'm not sure if, if this is going to connect back with the other path, but at that point, I didn't want to hike uphill again because I was going quickly downhill. And then uh, about 15 minutes as I'm, as I'm hiking still, I'm thinking, this is not going to connect, and I am not sure exactly where this path leads to next. And as I was slowly walking at this point, thinking, okay, I'm not sure where this is going. The thoughts and feelings I had were, were thoughts and feelings that have actually been pretty familiar to me in this season. I began thinking, you know what, the, this is a little un- uncertain. I'm a little unsure of what's ahead. I began to experience a little fear. And I began thinking, you know what, I, I honestly, I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what's next. Now, I'm somebody, I like to know where I've been. I like to know where I am, and I like to know what's ahead. But, but in this season of life that we're in right now, as you know, that's not really a luxury that you and I have. And, and maybe you felt that way recently as well. I mean, maybe after 2019, you said, you know what, I'm going to put that year behind me. 2020 is going to be my year. And you had great plans for your family. You said, you know what, I'm going to go for that promotion. You, you had vacations planned that now you've been postponing and postponing. And, and maybe right now you're, you're feeling unsure. You're still feeling a little afraid about what's next because the path isn't very clear. It can be scary not knowing what's up ahead or exactly where we are. But, but back to the... Back to the hiking story. So, I mean, what did I do when I was walking down the mountain knowing that this wasn't the path I came on? Well, as I kind of slowed down and began thinking about things and and wanting to make sure I, I got home before dark and everything, I began thinking about a principle that I had learned in Scouts many years before. And it's a very basic principle, 
And the principle is this, that when you're not sure where the path leads, make sure you're headed in the right direction. When you're not sure where the path leads, make sure you're headed in the right direction. And so that's what I did. I said, you know what? Okay, what direction do I need to go in? And I knew that this mountain was at the bay, this mountain, the, the city of Highlands was at the base of the mountain. I had hiked straight up. So I knew, okay, the direction I need to go in, it's not up. The direction I need to go in is down. And I knew that if I kept heading down, then eventually I would get to somewhere familiar and I could make it back to my car and back to my home safely. So that's what I did. And eventually I got to my car. It connected back with another path after some time and I made it home because I knew the direction that I needed to go in. And this is a principle that I don't think it only helped me on the hike. I think it's also a helpful principle for the season that we're in and for our life of faith that that even if we don't know what's up ahead, even if things are unclear and uncertain, if we know what direction we need to go in, then we'll be able to eventually find our way. And so in this sermon series, the next three weeks, this is kind of what I want to talk with you about, big picture. I want to talk about this, this question, where do we go from here? And in particular, I want to talk with you about three directions that I think we as a church, we as the body of Christ, we as disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, I want to talk with you about three different directions I believe that we need to head in in this season. If we not only want to survive what's up ahead, but if we also want to thrive. And these, these directions that we're going we're gonna to talk about heading in, these are things that are, that are not just helpful during a pandemic or the season we're in now. This, these directions are actually things that are going to be helpful for your entire life if you remember these and you begin living and loving in these directions. And, and the first direction that I want to talk with you about this morning, that we're going to talk about today, is living and loving upward. Living and loving upward. And now when I talk about living and loving upward, what I'm talking about here is is living and loving upward in a direction towards God, our Heavenly Father. What I'm talking about here is cultivating intimacy, a close relationship with God. And one of the things we find throughout Scripture, when you look at the overarching narrative, is that this is who we were created to be. We were created to be people who are in an intimate relationship with God, our Heavenly Father. I mean, when you you go to Genesis in the very early pages, we get glimpses of how God in the beginning walked with Adam and Eve, humanity. How God walked with Adam and Eve, talked with them. And how they they had unhindered, loving fellowship with him. That's at the very beginning of the Bible. And then when you look at the very end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, we, we get a glimpse of things to come. And there we read this. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people And God himself will be with them, and he will be 
their God. And so we have this image of, of fellowship with God in the end. We have this beautiful image of walking and talking with God in the beginning. But if you're familiar with kind of the rest of Scripture of what's in between, you know that, that it's not that simple of a story. That there is conflict. That, that throughout the pages of Scripture, what we find over and over again is people turning away from God. People through their sins saying to God, God, hey, you know what? I, I know you want a relationship with me. I know we were created for this, but I want to do my own thing. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to do the opposite of what you want. And over and over again, we see God's people rebelling against him. But one of the beautiful storylines in Scripture is that, that God didn't leave things there. One of the beautiful storylines in Scripture is that God, when humanity said, hey, you know what, we're kind of done with you, God moved closer. God moved downward. And in the person of Jesus Christ, in the fullness of time, he stepped into this world to repair and to restore the relationship between us and him so we could live as the people we were created to be. And one of the interesting things that, that happens when you look at Jesus' life is that Jesus, when he walked this earth, and we think about the different directions that he lived in and loved in, the different directions he moved in, one of the key directions we see him moving in is in this direction upward. We constantly see him cultivating an intimate relationship with God, his heavenly Father. And this relationship was a priority for him because he knew this was the most important relationship in his life. He knew that he was drawing strength for his ministry from this relationship and that it was going to give him power to endure the mission that he had come to earth to achieve. And so when it comes to Jesus' life and we think about him moving in this upward direction, I mean, the question comes up, well, how did Jesus cultivate intimacy with God. And when we think about that question, I mean, one of the things we see is that Jesus cultivated intimacy with God in a way much like we cultivate intimacy with someone in our own lives. Jesus did it very intentionally because you don't, you don't drift towards intimacy with somebody. It is an intentional step. It requires activity on our parts. It requires Effort. And if I had to summarize how Jesus cultivated intimacy with God and lived and loved upwards, I would say it was characterized by two things, availability and vulnerability. Availability and vulnerability. And when it, when it comes to availability, I mean, if you look at Jesus' life, I mean, he was fully available to God, mind, body, spirit. And throughout the Gospels, we, we find passages like this, Luke chapter 6, verse 12, that one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. Or Mark chapter 1, verse 35. This isn't at night, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Throughout the Gospels, we, I mean, we get these beautiful glimpses of Jesus' life with God. 
of him cultivating this relationship through prayer, through silence, through solitude, through moving away from the crowds. And it was during these times he talked with God. He listened to God. He surrendered himself to God and made himself fully available. And, and one of the things we see in Jesus' life is that his life wasn't so full of activities that, that God got pushed out to the side. Instead, his relationship with God was a priority. And he drew great strength from it, even as he knew what was coming ahead and that his life would ultimately end on a cross in Jerusalem. And so we, we see Jesus' availability throughout Scripture as he's moving upward. But a second thing we see is Jesus' vulnerability. We see availability and vulnerability. I mean, as he made himself available to his heavenly father, he was also vulnerable to him. He opened up. He got real with God and told God exactly what was on his heart, exactly what was on his mind, and he didn't pretend or he didn't play games. And in scripture, we get glimpses of this as well. Luke chapter 22. The night before, Jesus laid down his very life for you and for me so that we could be reconciled to God. He, he prayed very honestly, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He was vulnerable. And then he was also making himself available for, for God's will and not his will to be done in his life. And then... When he gave his life on the cross for us, he, he cried out very raw, very honestly, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me at the peak of his pain and of his suffering? Throughout his life, we, we see Jesus living and moving upward towards God, his heavenly father. And the strength that he gained from this relationship enabled him to lay down his life for you and for me so that we could have our relationship with God restored, so that we could know intimacy with God as well, like we were created to in the beginning and like we will experience in the end through faith in Jesus Christ. Because one of the things I want you to realize this morning is, is that God... He doesn't want a casual relationship with us. God wants an intimate relationship with us. God doesn't want us to just know about him. God wants us to know him. God doesn't want to be at an arm's length away from us. Instead, God wants to be near to us. And so if we're going to begin moving in this direction upward like Jesus, I think there's no better way to start than, than to do it like Jesus, to be intentional and to do that through availability and vulnerability ourselves. Because, because an intimate relationship with God isn't something that we simply arrive at. It's something that we continually cultivate in our lives on a day-by-day basis. And so this morning, I, I want to ask you, it's kind of a hard question, 
uh, but I want to just pose it to you and let you reflect on it. And it is, how available are you to God? How available are you to God? How available have you been to God in this last season we've been in? Because one of the things I know is it's been very challenging for most of us because for a long time we had our rhythm, right? We had our Sunday routine. We said, I'm gonna do this, this, and then I'm gonna come into God's house and I'm gonna worship with God's people. And and we drew weekly strength by making ourselves available to him on a week-by-week basis. And and same thing on a daily basis, right? A lot of people had had routines in their car. They were listening to the Bible and scripture as they were commuting to work. Or you had your your family, your kids went off to school, or you're getting ready for school, and you had your morning prayers or your evening prayers. But now in the season of disruption, so many things have been, been shaken and disrupted. And for a lot of us, our availability to God and our old rhythms and routines and rituals that we were using to draw close to God have kind of gotten left by the wayside. And so in this season, I I want you to ask this question, how available are you to God and how can you become more available to God? Because when we make ourselves available to God, that's when he meets us. That's when we're able to hear his voice and surrender to him and learn exactly who he's calling us to be and where he's calling us to go. And when I was on vacation recently, I mean, I was reminded of this because you know what? In my everyday life, the noise around me is so high with social media and news and apps and push notifications on my phone. But when I was able to step out into nature and have silence and solitude for just a few minutes, God's voice became much more clear. And now you might not be able to go to the mountains or, or go out in nature on a beautiful fall day, but, but you can create time and space in your home. You can take 10 minutes this evening and just simply say to God, God, here I am. Living upwards begins with availability, but then vulnerability is a huge component as well like we see in Jesus's life. And so I wonder for you, when was the last time you just simply got real with God? When's the last time you just told God exactly what was on your heart? You put away your childhood prayers that maybe you've been leaning on. You, you put away your church face. You, you stopped saying and thinking what you feel like you should say to God. And you just said to God, God, here's where I am right now. That's what God, your heavenly father, wants from you. He wants vulnerability because intimacy comes through vulnerability. When we open up ourselves to God and say, God, here is the good, I'm grateful for it. Here is is the bad, help me out. Here is the ugly, forgive me and transform me. When we open up ourselves to God, he comes in and meets us. And, And I know you might be thinking, well, God already knows what, what I'm thinking and feeling. But, but in one of your, your earthly relationships, when somebody in your life, you might kind of know what they're thinking and feeling, but it's when they open up and speak it to you that the relationship grows to a new level. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get real with him. And when we begin to get honest and get real with God, God meets us in a fresh and a powerful way. 
as scripture says, draw near to God and God will draw near to you. And intimacy can be a scary thing. I mean, it can be scary to make yourself available and vulnerable to someone here. And it can be scary making yourself available and vulnerable to God as well. But here's the thing. When we seek to draw closer to God and we begin moving upward, God will meet us. He will wrap his arms around us. He will walk with us into the future. And even though we're not sure what the future holds or where the path is leading, when we're with God and he's by our side, we have nothing to fear in life nor in death. And so this morning, I wanna close our service a little bit differently. I wanna make a little space available for you to simply talk with God, to, to reflect on this message, to talk with him about your relationship, where things are right now, and, and to just be honest with God and, and, and tell him, how is it with your soul in this season? And I know right now you might be tempted to, to tune out or, or to go do, do something else, but intimacy with God and moving upward towards him is the most powerful direction you can go in. And so I hope as we close, you'll, you'll take these next few minutes. We're gonna have some instrumental piano music behind us and I hope uh, you will get real with God. Draw close to him because he loves you and he wants to draw close to you. And so Jody Messler, uh, one of our members here who serves on our worship team, she wrote a piece of music a few years back uh, at, a, at a local church. She was there before worship and the Holy Spirit inspired her at St. Mary's Catholic Church. And she dedicated the song to, to Stephen Usry, the pastor who preceded me. Many of you know Stephen. And it's called St. Mary's for Stephen. And it's a beautiful meditative piece. And so I invite you to just get comfortable, get honest, get real. Get available to God in these moments.